Good morning, friends. Today is Wednesday, the 27th of January. Today we commemorate John Chrysostom. Our readings are Psalms 119, verses 49 through 72, Isaiah 49, 1 through 12, Galatians 2, 11 through 21, and the Gospel of Mark 6, 13 through 29. I will give you as a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God has shown forth their glory. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God, you are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture, and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. God has shown forth their glory. Come, let us worship. Psalm 119, verses 49 through 72. Remember your word to your servant, in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my distress, that your promise gives me life. The arrogant utterly deride me but I do not turn away from your law. When I think of your ordinances from of old, I take comfort, O God. Hot indignation seizes me because of the wicked, those who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs wherever I make my home. I remember your name in the night, O God, and keep your law. This blessing has fallen to me, for I have kept your precepts. God is my portion. I promise to keep your words. I implore your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. When I think of your ways, I turn my feet to your decrees. 
I hurry and do not delay to keep your commandments. Though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. At midnight I rise to praise you because of your righteous ordinances. I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O God, is full of your steadfast love. Teach me your statutes. You have dealt well with your servant, O God, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Before I was humbled, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant smear me with lies, but with my whole heart I keep your precepts. Their hearts are fat and gross, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I was humbled, so that I might learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. God called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, God named me. God made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of God's hand, God hid me. God made me a polished arrow. In God's quiver, God hid me away. And God said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my cause is with God and my reward with my God. And now God says, Who formed me in the womb to be God's servant, to bring Jacob back to God, and that Israel might be gathered to God, for I am honored in the sight of God. And my God has become my strength. God says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says God, the Redeemer of Israel and the Holy One, the to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the slave of rulers. Sovereigns shall see and stand up. Princes and princesses shall prostrate themselves because of God who is faithful. The Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. Thus says God. In a time of favor, I have answered you. On a day of salvation I have helped you. I have kept you and given you as a covenant to the people, to establish the land, to apportion the desolate heritages, saying to the prisoners, Come out. To those who are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed along the ways. On all the bare heights shall be their pasture. They shall not hunger or thirst. Nor, neither scorching wind nor, nor sun shall strike them down. For the one who has pity on them will lead them, and by springs of water will guide them. And I will turn all my mountains into a road, and my highways shall be raised up. Lo, these shall come from far away, and lo, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Syene.
Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle G, a song of Ezekiel. I will take you from among all nations and gather you from all lands to bring you home. I will sprinkle clean water upon you and purify you from false gods and uncleanness. A new heart I will give you and a new spirit put within you. I will take the stone heart from your chest and give you a heart of flesh. I will help you walk in my laws and cherish my commandments and do them. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the letter to the Galatians, chapter 2, verses 11 through 21. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he stood self-condemned. For until certain people came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But after they came, he drew back and kept himself separate for fear of the circumcision faction. And the other Jews joined him in this hypocrisy, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not acting consistently with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, If you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is justified not by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. And we have come to believe in Christ Jesus, so that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by doing the works of the law, because no one will be justified by the works of the law. But if, in our effort to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have been found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. But if I build up again the very things that I once tore down, then I demonstrate that I am a transgressor. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the incarnate of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if justification comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle S, a song of our true nature. Christ revealed our frailty and our falling our trespasses, and our humiliations. Christ also revealed their blessed power, their blessed wisdom and love. Christ protects us as tenderly and as sweetly when we are in greatest need, raises us in spirit, and turns everything to glory and joy without ending. God is the ground and the substance, the very essence of nature. God is the true parent of nature's. We are all bound to God by nature, and we are all bound to God by grace. And this grace is for all the world, because it is our precious mother, Christ. For this fair nature was prepared by Christ for the honor and nobility of all, and for the joy and bliss of salvation. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 6, verses 13 through 29. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead, and for this reason these powers are at work in him. But others said it is Elijah, and others said it is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that John was a righteous and holy man, and Herod protected him. When Herod heard John, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and for the leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests, and the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, even half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? She replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, yet out of regard for his oaths and for the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about it, they came and took John's body and laid it in a tomb. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let's affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. A few thoughts on the readings today. It is it is a lonely thing. You know, we've been talking a lot about community, but I think there's a very particular loneliness when we're going through a spiritual transformation. And I think that loneliness is sacred. Because there in the place where only we and God dwell in the circle of our soul, 
there is a deep knowledge that surpasses the common context of our cultures. Mind the alliteration. We see here a description of how in Isaiah the prophet is ignored, that his words are not heeded. And God tells him that he will be vindicated. That the rulers will see and they'll stand up because of God, because you've been faithful to God and you carried the message faithfully, even when no one listened to you. In our epistle reading, we hear about how Cephas did one thing before certain people came and another after. This is a tricky thing. Because the enemy can use our isolation. He can use this lonely feeling that we have when we're uncovering something new in and about ourselves. But God sends us these reminders, like God sent Paul to Peter, like God spoke to Isaiah. How then in our gospel reading, John spoke to Herod. And there is a great wounding of the soul that happens when we don't listen. When we follow the so-called wisdom of the crowd. I think there's a piece of us that truth resonates with. And also experiences the dissonance when something is untrue. I think when we find ourselves justifying, that's a warning sign. I remember a time in my life about 15 years ago when I wanted something very much. And I went back through my Bible looking for biblical justification from my point of view. I wasn't searching the word to hear God. I was searching the word to back up the position that I had already planted myself in. And I think that this is dangerous. I think it takes a really deep knowing 
of ourselves and of God to be able to, to discern truth. But I think it's pretty safe to say, <laughs> no pun intended, that when we find ourselves doing something for the opinion of others, that is also a warning sign. Often now, when I'm in discernment about something, I ask God for reinforcement. I ask God to send me the message in many different forms and from many different directions. And I will know when all these messages seem to synthesize that this is the way. I don't know that I can express this difficult topic any better than that. But to say that maybe today we embrace the holy loneliness, we eschew the isolation of the enemy, and we embrace the holy loneliness that is ourselves and God, just the two of us. Completely being in each other's presence. May God show us themselves and also ourselves. May our knowing go deep. May we get in touch with that part of ourselves that some call the still smell Still small voice I call the resonance. May we become so in tune with the harmony of creation that we recognize immediately when something is out of place. I pray for this gentle knowing this affectionate and loving relationship with God and ourselves. And I pray that we rest in this sacred space wholly embraced by God's love. All this I pray in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We will use the prayers found on page 12 of the Iona Abbey Worship Book. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, those from whom in time or place or affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. Let us share the prayer that Jesus taught us in our own language or preferred version. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come. 
your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of light be upon us, light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window. And may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A Collect for Grace Sovereign God, almighty and everlasting creator, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin or be overcome by adversity, and in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us use as our prayer for mission the prayer attributed to St. Francis. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Friends, let us in the holy silence lift up and circle and hold in the light those whom the Spirit has placed upon our hearts for prayer. Amen. Let us say together the prayer of St. Chrysostom, who we remember today. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. 
thanks be to God. The wisdom of God, the love of God, and the grace of God strengthen us to be Christ's hands and heart in this world. In the name of the Holy Trinity, amen.